Dr. Baliga here. This podcast is on urothelial cancers from an outstanding chapter on genitourinary cancers authored by Dr. Arjun V. Belar, MD and Dr. Matthew Miloski, MD. This chapter is in Baliga's textbook of internal medicine with 1480 multiple choice questions available at www.mastermedfacts.com. Dr. Baylor is Director of Genital Urinary Medical Oncology Program at the NYU Langone Pulmonary Cancer Center, where he leads a team of medical oncologists, nurse practitioners, social workers, and other care providers who are dedicated to treating people with genital urinary cancers such as prostate cancer, bladder cancer, kidney cancer, and testicular cancer. Dr. Matthew Miloski, MD, is the George Gabriel Villare Distinguished Professor of Bladder and Genital Urinary Cancer Research and Section Chief of Genital Urinary Oncology and Co-Director Urologic Oncology Program at the UNC Lineberger Comprehensive Cancer Center in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Urothelial cancer or transitional cell cancer is the second most common genital urinary malignancy and occurs most commonly in the bladder. In the bladder, urothelial cancer is the most common histology, approximately 90% and 70% of the patients present with superficial disease, which is typically managed with transurethral resection of the tumor with or without intravesicle, example uh, BCG therapy. The remaining 30% of patients present with muscle invasive tumors that are biologically and clinically distinct with an estimated 50% risk of developing incurable metastatic disease. This podcast will focus on urothelial cancer of the bladder, though the same principles apply to urothelial cancer arising from other parts of the urinary tract, including renal pelvis, ureters, and proximal urethra. Risk factors for bladder cancer. Bladder cancer is more common in Caucasians and the median age is 69 years at diagnosis with an increasing incidence with age. 80% of patients are prior or current smokers, which is the strongest risk factor in the US. Environmental exposures such as industrial chemicals, example aromatic amines and aniline dyes and family history may account for another 10-20% to of cases. Urothelial cancer of the upper urinary tract, that is ureter and renal pelvis, is associated with hereditary non-polyposis colon cancer, HNPCC or Lynch syndrome. Non-urothelial cancer of the bladder, that is squamous cell carcinoma, adenocarcinoma and small cell carcinoma is less common in the US, accounting for 10% of bladder cancers. Risk factors for squamous cell carcinoma of the bladder which accounts for 5% of bladder cancer, includes recurrent or chronic UTI, prior treatment with cyclophosphamide, pelvic radiotherapy, and chronic indwelling catheters or chronic intermittent catheterization. In North Africa and the Middle East, infection with schistosoma hematobium is a common cause of bladder cancer, most commonly presenting as squamous cell carcinoma. Keys to the history and physical exam, immaturia, gross or microscopic, with or without irritative voiding symptoms 
is the presenting complaint in about 80% of the patients. These symptoms are also suggestive of a UTI or prostatitis and patients are often treated with multiple courses of antibiotics before diagnosis. Locally advanced disease may present with deep pelvic or perineal pain, flank pain due to hydronephrosis or lower extremity edema due to pelvic lymph node involvement. Systemic complaints include fatigue, poor appetite, weight loss, fever and chills, often accompany metastatic disease. The physical exam is most often normal in localized disease. A bimanual exam under anesthesia may demonstrate a fixed bladder or prostate involvement in more advanced disease. Differential diagnosis and screening also included in the differential diagnosis of hematuria with or without irritative warding symptoms are bladder calculi, infectious or chemical cystitis, radiation injury and prostatitis. Any bladder mass found during cystoscopy should be biopsied for a definitive diagnosis. The differential diagnosis of a bladder mass also includes lymphoma, melanoma, leomyosarcoma in adults, rhabdomyosarcoma in children, metastatic disease and benign lesions, example nephrogenic adenoma or inverted papilloma. Due to poor sensitivity of urine cytology in detecting bladder cancer and a lack of randomized bladder cancer screening trials, there is no role for routine screening for the detection of bladder cancer. Helpful diagnostic tests including risk stratification and staging. Cystoscopy is the gold standard for bladder cancer diagnosis and staging. An in-office procedure using a flexible cystoscope is first done to survey the bladder and identify suspicious lesions. Fluorescent cystoscopy using a photoactive substance such as 5-aminolevinulinic acid can better differentiate neoplastic tissue from normal urothelium. If abnormalities are identified on bimanual exam under anesthesia with cystoscopy and transurethral resection of bladder is performed. A bimanual exam under anesthesia is particularly useful to identify locally advanced disease such as extra vesicle extension, invasion of adjacent organs or pelvic sidewall involvement. During transurethral resection of bladder, detrusor muscle deep to the tumor must be sampled for adequate staging. Typically, they staged into three disease states, superficial bladder cancer, the second is localized muscle invasive bladder cancer and the third stage is locally advanced and metastatic bladder cancer. In the first stage that is superficial bladder cancer, the management includes transurethral uh, resection of bladder with or without intravesical therapy. In localized muscle invasive bladder cancer, Management in involves neoadjuvant cisplatin-based chemotherapy followed by radical cystectomy. In stage 3 or locally advanced and metastatic bladder cancer, management includes cisplatin-based chemotherapy. Urine cytology is useful adjunct to cystoscopy in the initial diagnosis of bladder cancer as well as during follow-up to monitor for recurrence. Urine-based markers such as fluorescent in situ hybridization, fish, 
to detect recurrent genetic alterations or immunohistochemistry to detect cellular antigens have been developed to further increase the sensitivity of immunocytology. Treatment of bladder cancer. In localized bladder cancer, low-grade papillary tumors are managed with complete transurethral uh, removal of bladder tumor with serial surveillance cystoscopy every three to four months to evaluate the recurrence. High-grade carcinoma in situ or tumor uh, invading the lamnia propria bladder cancer is managed with complete transurethral bladder tumor uh, removal followed by intravesical BCG due to a 70% risk of recurrence. 15 to 20% of the lesions will progress to muscle invasive disease due to a 50% risk of development of incurable metastasis tumor involving the detrusor muscle or invasion of the adjacent genital urinary organs disease is managed with neoadjuvant combination chemotherapy containing cisplatin followed by radical cystectomy. Trimodality treatment with maximal transurethral resection of the bladder tumor followed by concurrent radiotherapy with radiosensitizing chemotherapy is an effective alternative to radical cystectomy in select patients who have small unifocal tumors with minimal muscle invasion. A patient diagnosed with bladder cancer is at risk of both recurrence of the primary tumor as well as new bladder and upper tract cancers, the so-called field cancerization effect and is committed to lifelong surveillance. Management of locally advanced and metastatic bladder cancer. Stage 4 bladder cancer is managed with cisplatin based chemotherapy which is the only treatment shown to improve survival. A randomized phase 3 trial comparing gemcitabine and cisplatin to an older regimen MVAC that is methotrexate, vinblastin, doxorubicin and cisplatin showed that gemcitabine and cisplatin to be better tolerated with similar efficacy establishing this the regimen as a standard first-line treatment in metastatic blood cancer. Due to advanced age at diagnosis and medical comorbidities that are often coincident in bladder cancer patients, approximately 50% of patients will not be eligible for cisplatin-based therapy. These patients are typically managed with carboplatin-based regimens, example gemcitabine and carboplatin. Almost all patients will progress after first-line therapy and there is currently no standard second-line treatment supported by level 1 evidence in the US, though agents such as paclitaxel, docetaxel and pemetrexate are often utilized. Natural history and prognosis of urothelial cancers, low-grade superficial bladder cancer is considered a nuisance disease with close surveillance and has an excellent prognosis. High-grade superficial bladder cancer is associated with a high frequency of recurrence and can progress to muscle-invasive bladder cancer and should be followed very closely. Muscle-invasive disease is associated with a 50% risk of metastasis. Metastatic bladder cancer is a devastating disease 
with a 50% response rate and median survival of 12 to 15 months with cisplatin-based regimens. Visceral metastasis, that is bone, liver and lung, and poor performance status at the time of diagnosis are associated with a shorter survival. When to refer? Any patient who presents with gross hematuria or persistent microscopic hematuria should be referred to a urologist for evaluation and diagnosis. In a nutshell, the must-know facts about urothelial cancer. Fact number one, cystoscopy with transurethral bladder tumor removal is the gold standard in the diagnosis of bladder cancer. Urine cytology is an adjunct. Must-know fact number two, non-muscle invasive bladder cancer and muscle invasive bladder cancer are clinically distinct diseases. Must-know fact number three, muscle invasive bladder cancer carries a 50% risk of distant metastasis and the standard therapy is neoadjuvant chemotherapy containing cisplatin followed by radical cystectomy. Must-know fact number four, cisplatin is the only agent known to improve survival in metastatic bladder cancer. However, 50% of all patients are ineligible for cisplatin due to poor performance status and advanced age and other medical comorbidities. Multiple choice question. A 63-year-old man with newly diagnosed metastatic urothelial cancer is evaluated for therapy. He previously smoked one pack per day for 20 years and quit 23 years ago. He has no other significant past medical history. His initial CT of the chest, abdomen and pelvis demonstrates enlarged pelvic, retroperitoneal and mediastinal lymph nodes measuring up to 4 cm and a single 3 cm mass in the right lateral wall of the bladder. A bone scan shows no evidence of osseous disease. He feels mostly well and only complains of mild fatigue but is able to work. Routine blood work including CBC, that is complete blood count and comprehensive metabolic profile are within normal limits. His estimated GFR is 80 cc per minute. What is the most appropriate treatment for this patient? A. Hospice care B. Radical cystectomy and pelvic lymph node dissection C. Paclitaxel D. Radiation E. Gemcitabin and cisplatin And the answer is E, which is gemcitabine and cisplatin. The explanation is that this patient is presenting with metastatic urothelial cancer confined to lymph nodes and a good performance status, that is minimum symptoms related to disease. Prognostic studies in advanced urothelial cancer have shown that absence of visceral metastatic disease, that is lung, liver, brain, etc. and good performance status is associated with the longest survival. Nonetheless, this patient's disease is likely incurable and chemotherapy is indicated if it can improve quality of life or survival. Cisplatin-based chemotherapy is associated with a survival benefit in patients with metastatic urothelial cancer. The regimen of methotrexate, vinblastin, adramycin and cisplatin, MVAC, was standard of care until 2003 when a randomized phase 3 study showed the regimen of gemcitabine and cisplatin 
provided a similar survival benefit but was better tolerated. Radical cystectomy is indicated in patients with localized disease. Paclitaxel, that's choice C, is a taxane chemotherapy that is used in a variety of solid tumor malignancies including metastatic urothelial cancer. As a single agent, it's most commonly used in the second-line setting. Radiation therapy, that's choice D, can be used focally to palliate symptoms such as pain from an enlarging tumor. Hospice care should be discussed in patients with incurable urothelial cancer, but implementation of a hospice care alone would be premature in this patient with an excellent performance status and eligible for cisplatin-based treatment. This podcast on urothelial cancers is derived from an outstanding chapter on genitourinary cancers in Baliga's textbook of internal medicine with 1480 multiple choice questions. The chapter is authored by Dr. Arjun Belar, MD, who is the Director of Genitourinary Oncology at NYU, and Dr. Matthew Miloski, who is Director of Genitourinary Oncology at UNC Chapel Hill.